Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Goldbridge Saves Football Podcast. We're looking forward to a big weekend and the first cup final of the English season as Liverpool take on Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. We'll also be looking ahead to the Premier League games. We're going to be talking who are the 10 best players in the world at the moment. Lots of people have had their say. We're going to have our say. We've also got Goldbridge. And we've got a special guest on the show. He's not been around for a while. He's severely fallen off. He's doing a video with me next week about why he left the kickoff. That rhymed. Uh, Welcome to the show, Loz and Will. Go on, Loz, after you. Loz and Will. No, no, we've ruined the intro because I enjoy when you pick up off the back on the podcast. So I was just saying... He'll only talk about Birmingham. Podcast. Yeah, you always manage to bring it back to Birmingham. Yeah, it was a podcast the other day. About 36 minutes it took me, which was a new record, but... It's not about Birmingham City, Lars. Thanks no. for joining us. Thanks for having on me. On Cup really Final Week as well. Are you excited? Obviously. I love um, I love the Cup Final Weekend in London because, you know, you get the Scousers down and like there's everyone gathers in certain places, good atmosphere. Chelsea versus Liverpool, there feels like there's a bit of like a, maybe a 10-year, 15-year-ago thing going on there. Mm. It's good. And also, like, I'm a bit nervous because I don't know what our team's going to be. I don't know what their team's going to be. Felt a bit more cut and shut maybe two weeks ago. Whereas now, less so. Yeah, definitely. Um, look, you might have, we'll get into this controversy straight away. I was even on Talk Sport this morning. Really? Gabby Agbonglahor and Alan Brazil tried, best, to take me, tried to take me down a peg or two on this. I stood my ground. You are a Liverpool fan. Rightly I so. said, without prompt, Loz, yeah. what are your thoughts on this? Erling Haaland <laughs> doesn't get into the Liverpool team in the last two months of this season right now if he went to Liverpool. Oh, so what you've done there is put a really tight window on it. See, he's changing it all the time. But that, even was when always, I was, that was always the parameter I said. We didn't say it like get, that. I said he doesn't get into this team On a Wednesday, now. if he's not eating well, you no, put him more right caveats. now, he doesn't. Well, he doesn't. I, I, I'm inclined to agree. Because, well, I mean, coming off the back of this, obviously, uh, last night, Luton were beaten 4-1 by Liverpool. Liverpool didn't really play with a recognised number nine. They played with like a false nine in Cody Gakpo. It was Harvey Elliott and Luis Diaz on the other side doing the overlappy, almost Arsenal type thing. I'm not saying... I, I agree in the sense that he's good enough to get into the Liverpool team. Oh yeah, team, he's the best striker in the world. But your point is not, he's not as good a quality as those guys. It's that tactically, mm. it, that we don't play to his strengths and he wouldn't play to ours. He's not that facilitative striker. That's a real word. So, it, you know... It, that's why he doesn't get in the team. And it's football simpletons, really, who who don't get that. Yeah, well, I mean... He jumped in straight away. He jumped in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I stand in the life. It's where Mark puts more and more caveats on things just to sort of dig himself out of this little hole. I think he's right. I don't, he's I mean, not. But, sorry, so you're saying that if, if Haaland goes to Liverpool, which is a reasonable... Klopp would bite your knob off to have Haaland in straight away. But that's not the point. The point is at this point... In, Mark's basically making the point that within this season... Liverpool wouldn't just inject Erling Haaland into the side and go, we'll score more goals. Haaland might score more goals, no, but-, but the real question is, Will, and I think the point that Mark's making on a wider level, Liverpool don't win the league if Haaland's in that side because I think he scores more goals, but Salah doesn't. I don't think uh, Diaz does. I don't think, you know, Curtis Jones. I think there's loads of people who don't get as many goals. Factually, right? No, but... What I also think he was doing was downplaying Erling Haaland. No, because, yes, I, I literally say Marks always have respect for Erling Haaland. I literally go back to the clip. I said he's the best striker in the world. No, wow, no, no, no. is that but, not enough praise? But. No, but you, well, you were doing that. You were doing it again with your caveats in the Manchester City environment, where you get, and we were dismissing everything that he did at Dortmund, where his game was completely oh, Dortmund, different. Dortmund, Dortmund. And he has got that in his locker, but he's doing it differently there. I it, think he would be straight in there. See you tomorrow. Shake your ass. The comments are going to kick off. Look, get in the comments 
comments with uh, mm. who your top 10 best players are in the world, because that's coming in a minute. But look, factually, um, Erling Haaland this season, he doesn't dribble. He doesn't carry the ball. He doesn't pass. He doesn't win many defense, uh, offensive duels. That doesn't fit with the way that Liverpool want to play. We'll look doesn't. so stressed out by this. Anyway, I've got a better one. This oh, is, wow. This is, is going to be a mic. I'll ring Alan Brazil. This, yeah. I, so basically what I'm doing here is I'm thinking up in the week things I genuinely believe in mm. that are controversial. Unlike most creators who just say any old shit I'm right to here. get clipped up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could try this, Loz. Yeah. It could be your bounce back. But I genuinely <laughs> believe this. I genuinely believe this. So get ready. Phil Foden doesn't start for Arsenal. And I will tell you why he doesn't start for Arsenal. <laughs> this is excellent. This is brilliant. Yeah. Where does he start for Arsenal? Mm -hmm. He doesn't start in Saka's position. He doesn't start in Martinelli's position. And he doesn't start in Odegaard's position. So where does Phil Foden start for Arsenal? And people will be going crazy because he's British and he's a very, very good player. And again, I think Phil Foden is massively improved this season and he stepped into the Kevin De Bruyne hole admirably. That wow. sounds wrong. Yeah. Uh, but... Phil Foden would not start for Arsenal at the moment because you'd have to drop Martinelli, Odegaard or Saka. And the only one who I think is the weakest there is Martinelli. But as a left winger for the work rate and what he brings balance wise, I'd rather have Martinelli. I'd rather have Anthony Gordon on the left than Phil Foden. This is the sign again. This is a development on the Haaland one where <laughs> definitely is, a yeah. very good player. Development's generous. Yeah, but again, a yeah. very good player doesn't necessarily start for another team when the balance is perfect with that team. It, it, what about in lieu of like a Kai Havertz? So say that he was to drop into that space. It's a lot of work I, for Declan Rice. I like what you're thinking there, Loz. Yeah. Well, I mean, Foden... We could give him double time. Yeah. If you played him more centrally, then maybe he does a bit more. I'm not sure that plays to all his strengths. I think he is actually really good when he plays with a, a bit more It'd have to do whip. a lot more defensive work. Yeah, it? but I wonder whether what you'd actually do is you put Martinelli through the middle, you put Foden out on the left... And that will give you that space. But you, uh, it doesn't really speak to the point you've made. What you're saying is he doesn't get in over Martinelli right now. No, but you, what you've I done there... He, I think his best... Well, where would you play Foden? Um, well, I, I could be playing... Not for Arsenal. Well, no, where'd you play, where'd you play him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, God. No, I, I could play him off the left, off the centre. Yep. You could. Yeah, I, I, I like him when he's centrally because those sort of like runs from deep... They're so some of the best one. Foden, that's my point. But that's where Kai Havertz comes in, is it not? And that's where Foden is the Havertz of... But what we're trying to do is find a solution. What mm. you're saying there is a very definitive term that Foden wouldn't get in that Arsenal side. Right. No, but finding I, problems. But, but yeah, I like, no, but I like the fact that he could play against ahead of Havertz because I don't rate Havertz, but I don't... Would he get into the Liverpool team right now? Foden. No, well, would, yeah, would Foden get into the Liverpool team? I feel like we're he in this, now. You've got no midfielders, have you? This is like That's a, a very good point. Yeah, a, a big renaissance for Mark. We're going to have the defining moment where he said about Haaland and Liverpool, and then we're going to have a take like this each week. And I'll be sat on a Netflix documentary where it's like it was just constant every week. It was just something I'm different. Do one every show. <laughs> twice would Nathan a week? Ake start at left back for Liverpool? I don't know. Would that he would at the moment? Would he? He's better than Ed Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez. Mm, Joe Gomez is very good, but it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Nathan Ake is left footed. But Joe Gomez has been excellent on the left. Is that mm. all I'm saying? I I'd like he's... the balance. I'd love Joe Gomez to crack on, just for an England perspective. I think that's patronising to the career that Joe Gomez has had. No, I'd like enough. him to... Yeah. like that. Joe, if you're listening, I think yeah. you've already cracked on. And yeah. I think, Where is he cracking I think on? That... Who's he cracking no, on No, just be that more consistent. You know, for, I always think with my Southgate hat on, because I absolutely love him, and mm. just be like, right, he should be in that back line as a, you know, playing for Liverpool and the career he's had. But I don't know, there's just something where I'd still be a bit... Mm. Is that The thing for Joe Gomez is, I don't know how we've gotten onto Joe Gomez from Mark's take, <laughs> but the thing with Joe Gomez I've lost is... interest. Would he... Joe Gomez start for Watford? No, he, well, he would. Yes. He would, yeah. Um, 
to speak to your point... We'll get back to Kevin Bacon, because everything does. Sure. Um, but there's always two degrees. I think, overall, I think you're... I don't think he starts, but I think he's part of the... Um, the the phases that Arteta brings into the game. So I think you he would be able to... He does love Man City things. Uh, sure. But what I mean is um, Phil Foden would come on at some point and replace either Martinelli or Havertz. So I think it's not as strong overall as the Haaland point and therefore you're not going to boot camp. Do you know why it's not strong? I got four million views on Twitter for the Haaland one. You're joking. I did. I did. That's how good... You it... just done a podcast with Lars were saying you don't say stupid things for clips. No, but it, I didn't... We That wasn't... We didn't, we didn't, we didn't plan didn't, that on purpose. No. We just threw it in and it did Three really, really well. Three weeks we've been working on that. This yeah. won't do well because Man City ain't got any bloody fans. And also no one cares that much about Phil Foden enough no. to die on that He's hill. the wrong club. That's my point. People care about Haaland and I'm not... I know if Foden why, played but... for Liverpool and I said, Foden doesn't start for Arsenal, boom, shakalak. Yeah, you'd be done. Yeah. <laughs> That's boom, the next one. Get that down in case it happens. Yeah. Always remember it. Um, next week, another Man City player will be slandered. So as would, Mark would, says... Would, would Phil Foden start for Arsenal? 100% through the middle. On the left. I think they'd, 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 they'd make a sacrifice to get Foden in. You wouldn't want to sacrifice anyone. Would you start? Would he start for Arsenal? Uh, in this current iteration, I get your point. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> I get your point. Thank you you very coward. Much. I'll, I'll deal with that. Okay, then let's talk about Liverpool then for a moment. Um, we obviously know they've got the Carabao Cup final. Really interested as a Liverpool fan, mm-hmm. and we'll give our thoughts as well. How many trophies do you think they're going to win? They're in the Premier League. They've got the Europa League, Carabao Cup, still in the FA Cup. Lots of injuries. How many? How many do you think we want or how many will we take? What do you think is realistic? Because you have got a lot of injuries, yeah. And maybe, what would the priorities be? three. I think the priority should be two-fold. Premier League, obviously. We're top of the league at the moment by four points. Uh, obviously, with Man City have got game in hand. Um, and also, I just want to send Klopp off on the highest of highs. Europa League is the other one. Hard. They're the hardest two to do, though, you know. as uh, You know, the Thursday-Sunday thing. That's the hardest thing. I think, actually, if you win those two, you've got a great chance of winning three uh, yeah, I, well, think, we, I, I don't think you can win both of those. I think it's tough because we're already in the Carabao Cup final. You're then tempted to say three, um, and then you know you got Southampton in a couple of like a week's time, basically. Mm. But uh, the reason I want the Euro- Europa League is because it's the one that Klopp hasn't won. I want the full set mm. for his managerial um, time, and I, you know I'd even give up the Europa League to win the Premier League. I just think two Ooh. Premier League titles makes him undeniable, I think, as one of the best Premier League managers, probably a Mount Rushmore at that point, which is top four. I always think as well, With I'm quite dismissive of like Liverpool in the Europa League because we were chatting about it, weren't we? And I was like, I think uh, Europa League, that means Liverpool can rest players. But mm-hmm. it, there's no real fact around that, is it? Because every time you've been in the Europa League, no matter what stage Liverpool are at, Klopp has always gone strong and always wanted to win it. And like a, a trophy's a trophy. But that he just there's just something with him, isn't there, in the Europa League that he's, he's not very dismissive of it at all. I also just think we, we, depending on schedules and those kind of things, you kind of wanted to get minutes in some of the younger guys' legs. I remember I went with the team to, I can't remember who we played in France. We played someone in France. Um, and it was a good, it was a good game. And it was, but they were super competitive and we just had a couple of younger guys in. And on the night, that meant they got the edge on us. Mm. Um I, I always just think this Klopp system, you can slot younger people into it or other people who aren't part of it because it's an easier system to fit than the previously like almost tailored to Salah, Firmino, Mane, Henderson, Wijnaldum, Fabinho. It, you could name the position by the player rather than the position. Whereas now you go, oh, the inside right, what's, the, you know, who's the recognised striker for Liverpool? Mm. 
Hence, you don't Erling have Erling Haaland starting yeah. your team. But I think with uh, I, I think I, I think Liverpool will probably win too, and it might be it might be again where they just win the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup because the Premier League is going to be difficult. And that's I not ju- enough for me. But I, yeah, well, no, because this happened a couple of years ago. You were on for the quadruple, didn't you? And you won the two cups on both on penalties, I think, both against Chelsea. Um, but I think Thursday, Sunday is really difficult. And if you clop and you put your first team out on Thursday, and then there's a Premier League game on a Sunday. You pick up injuries, fatigue, and you always have to you always you always have to play that Europa League game first as well. So I think it's I think it's really difficult for them to do that. I depends don't think the they win, I don't think they win the Europa League. It depends on the draw, to be mm. honest. Like oh. if, if we can get other people to take out some of the strong teams, or everyone else will have played one more game. Not mm. everyone else, but a majority of the other teams will have played one more game because they'll have had to go through that qualifying round. I I think Liverpool I think we can at least get to the semis. Do you think the Jurgen Klopp announcement is a real benefit and like a, a driver for this last couple of months? I think whether whether he'd announced it now or he'd announced it at the end of the season, the team probably would have known anyway. So the public knowing is obviously helpful in a sense. I definitely think there was a sense around the club that something was coming to an end at one point because mm. um, just from chats I'd had with a few people who were closer to the team than I was, they were sort of saying this feels a bit last dancey. And I always felt like they meant Salah. Or I felt like they meant maybe Van Dyke. Turns out ultimately they meant Klopp. Uh, and I think for that reason, I think the team already had a sense of what was going on and already knew. Now we know, I think it reframes it, but I don't think it changes much for the team. No. Although I, I've got to admit, I do think there are times where initially we were sort of like, what are you doing? This is like, we're meant to be winning this because Klopp's leaving. So, and that feeling seems to have been worked through now. So I don't feel like it's as much like that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see who they go next. Obviously, Bayern Munich are moving in on the Alonso. Yeah. Um, I'd be stunned. I'd be absolutely stunned if Alonso didn't go to Liverpool because who would you take? Who would you take if you were Xabi? Would you take Bayern Munich or would you take Liverpool? He played for Bayern Munich, didn't he? Yeah. So he played for um, I think that I think I think it's a good question, and we can all answer it. I think that. <laughs> Xavi Alonso, you've got my permission. I I, I think Xavi Alonso would almost be cowardly to take the Bayern Munich job because it's the easiest job in the world. Only only Thomas Tuchel, the most overrated manager in the world, could mess that up. Nagelsmann didn't have a great Um, time either, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he didn't. And I think, but but Bayern Munich are just such an easy club to manage. I get why Harry Kane went there. And he's he's managed Leverkusen there. So it would be an easy transition to a much bigger club with much bigger budgets. And if you go to Liverpool... You're taking over Jurgen Klopp, who actually, to be fair, unlike Sir Alex, I was very surprised when Klopp said he was going because he's just revolutionised that midfield. It's it's a team that you can take on for the next two or three years, add a couple of players in, and there's no reason for a drop-off. If he doesn't take the Liverpool job, I would only say that he doesn't feel that he's capable of doing the job at the moment. And, well, and Bayern Munich's an easier... I'm not saying it's a smaller job, but it's an easier job. Do you think... I mean, do you think there's any... Anything in just him being like, no, I'm just going to stick around where I am. Like, we we won the league. We are in the Champions League. I'm pretty, I'm, we'd be safe enough to say, I think they're relatively guaranteed a Champions mm. League spot at this point. Dangerous though. You and lose, it's also, what, what makes it dangerous? Do you think your, it's just that the people would see more? Yeah. I just think even if he was to be sacked by Bayer or whatever it is, or he was to leave in another fashion rather than the winning fashion, I still think people are going to go, well, let's take a, Roll the ice on Xabi Alonso. He's not in the Gerard mould or in the Lampard mould or any of those kind of guys. He's got some actual success. Mm. Like he's he's still the only unbeaten manager in Europe at time of recording. It's also a bit like if he, if he wins a title with Leverkusen, 
It's a bit like winning a title at Liverpool, isn't it? What Klopp's done in that time period, like no one will ever forget about that. And if he comes to Liverpool and does the same thing, like one title in five years for Liverpool would be an amazing achievement just mm. because of Man City's dominance. Depending on accusations, obviously. And if he goes to Bayern Munich, like winning five out of six would probably be seen as a failure. Skin in the game for me, I think if he can take the Liverpool job, it means that Unai Emery will go from Aston Villa to Bayern Munich, which would be absolutely lovely for me. And then when he gets sacked from the Liverpool job, Birmingham City's managerial job is open and Xabi Alonso becomes Birmingham. No, I think Tony Mowbray will take us to the Champions League spots, but that's another podcast for another day. Yeah. That no one will probably listen to. No, mm, exactly. if you're a Birmingham fan, you're <laughs> exactly, not. Exactly, exactly. Um, Mark, if it's all right for you, I'd like to hear from our halftime sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's let's move across uh, nicely, segue into something that's been going on this week. We're going to do some either ors and about the Premier League and Goldbridge, etc. But um, don't know whether you saw it. Um, There's been a lot of talk about what's world class. We were talking about Saka on the last show. Hate this chat and um, hate. Strap yourself in then. Hate, hate definitional chats. What what, what, what's your definition of world class? What's what is underrated? (laughs) What is overrated? I often a lot, make, yeah. a lot of people make good content out of this. On this, not, on that, not good content. Make content, yeah. yeah. I often think uh, people are just rated. Mm. Yeah, but there's very few people, uh, depending on the space and where you are. But world class is a good way of defining things. I think it has to be for a sustained period. So, for instance, Robbie Savage has never been world class. No, nope. even though he says things like he um, was world class in some of the Villa derbies. I have to say that. Sure, but he showed qualities that were that would have led him to be classed as world class. But you've got to show them on a permanent level. Like Zidane is world class. Jude Bellingham is world class. Yeah. Um, you know, to pick out just a couple of names, those are clearly Real Madrid players. But, you know, uh, for a sustained period, Kaka was world-class. That whole AC Milan team, world-class back in 05 to 08 or whatever it was. Ancelotti himself, a world-class manager. You know, is Jordan Henderson world-class? I don't think he's ever been world-class because I don't think I've seen him play a specific role that felt very specific to him in a specific place for a sustained period. He's been very good. Jamie Vardy, world-class? No. No, I think a world-class player uh, is a player, that, like you say, that you would take and put him into most other teams and go, yeah. And I know there's a hypocrisy there. You could have jumped in on about Erling Haaland, but you wouldn't take Jordan Henderson at his best and go, come and play for Real Madrid. You know, that's that's never going to happen. Interestingly, they had this on the TV this week. Um, I think it was Rio Ferdinand and Keown were yep. talking about it. This was the 10 world-class players they had, the top 10, I suppose. Two of the most dialed-in names in the game here. Yeah, so. but to be honest, I've got one or two reservations. I think it, I think my point is it's quite an obvious top 10 because I'd be interested to see if, you, if, if anyone gets missed out. From, from two football punters over the age of 50, yeah. obvious. Yeah. Wow. Okay, nice. well, this, this surprised me. This is why it's a good bit of segue, yeah. uh, com- content. So Alisson, Van Dijk, Rodri. For a minute, I thought they were just naming the Liverpool's down 11, but yeah. Bellingham. That, so far, they're correct. Bellingham. De Bruyne, yeah. Salah, yeah. Kane, Haaland, yeah. Mbappe, Vinicius Junior. 
Yeah, and also no Messi, no Messi and Ronaldo probably for the first time in ever. a generation. Messi, but, but you can't accurate. be world class in yeah, can't MLS. Be but also, you have to add into this conversation as well. Martin Keown was like the only one I'd debate there is Jude Bellingham because Bukayo Saka's been England's Player of the Elite Year for the last two years, um, and Jude Bellingham hasn't. Well, I'm sorry, he's 20. I mean, he's done a lot, but he's not done that, so you can't hold that against him. And he's probably going to have one of the greatest seasons ever for and Real Madrid. He's for the bit, the greatest club in the and world, a, and at the most wow. consistent high level ever. So I know Martin Keown is on the rock sometimes, but I mean that was absolutely fucking mental. Yeah, and age age is not a defined. You don't have to hit twenty four to be world class. No, and and England Player of the Year also isn't the defining term for world class. Also. You don't have to put Saka in for Bellingham. You could just put no. Saka in for someone else on yeah. that list. Yeah, and kick the goalie out. Th just... There is, I mean, maybe those two are saying there can only be 10 players in the world who are world-class. You can have a period where you go, there are actually 15 or 20 good world-class yeah. well, players. Well, Rio, Rio actually had 12, and this is where... Right. He, Was that just because he couldn't it can, he couldn't, count, he couldn't no. understand the yeah. 10? But the, he should have stuck to 10 because he included Kyle Walker and Edison, which I just completely disagree with. I disagree on Edison. And I, I think Carl Walker was, but I just wonder if he's, is Carl Walker angling for a move and he's asked Rio to mention his name on the show or? I feel well, strange I, I, about goalkeepers anyway, because I put Alisson you, can be, class. you yeah. can be a world-class goalkeeper, but I wouldn't put you in the world-class player conversation. So is Alisson not um, in there then for you? Not for me. No, I think like Saka. goalies, goalies are great, but like that's a separate conversation. There was the, the I, only, I rate if, that. If I was going to a 12, the only two I could really think of... You were going to a 12. If I was going to have a 12 so, world class instead of a you. 10, yeah. the only two I could really think of, and look, get in the chat, I'm sure you're going to have different 10s, um, was Son and maybe Latoura Martinez has done very well at Inter over the last couple of years. But Son is a player that I do think is not far off, but I'm pretty happy with that 10 we listed. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I'd... I wouldn't do 10, but I don't know how I'd, who I'd say are the top... Who would you say the top three players in well, the they, world? But they also haven't mentioned Declan Rice. Like, Declan yeah. Rice is... Genuinely, I said this on my own video, Declan Rice is the only player in the Premier League right now to justify spending that money on. He's the only... I don't think I've heard it mentioned once that they spent all that money on him in relation to they spent that money, is it worth it? Yeah, mm. Harry Maguire signed for United and it was always, is he worth the 80 million? Uh, Enzo's constantly got this, well, he signed for a big fee. You never hear the questioning of Declan Rice because... Every time he's on the pitch, Arsenal look defensively solid mm. and go forward in a world-class manner. He's changed the movement of the ball in that side. He's changed what they're capable of. I'm not saying Partey wasn't a very decent player, but he wasn't world... I mean, he was world-class for the role they asked him to do. But Declan Rice is genuinely, on a similar level to Bellingham, transcendently world-class, where you could put him in three different positions on that field and he's he's literally the best player in that position on the field at any one point, even if he's playing Liverpool or City or whoever. And off the backdrop where they've got him less than for Caicedo, mm -hmm. Lavia, Enzo Fernandez, and they've got themselves an absolute steal, really. No, yeah, uh, Declan Rice right. is one I put in there. I think Canate's uh, on the edge of that conversation. Saliba and Gabriel both on the edge of that conversation. I don't think Martin Odegaard, I think he's a very high performer, but I just think the system doesn't get the world-class nature out of him. I don't think Martinelli's in that conversation, but I think Saka's on the edge of it. Kai Havertz isn't in that conversation just purely because of that. None of the Chelsea team are. None of the Manchester United team are. I think if you're asking sure. who's good at jogging, you might say that the Manchester United team are very good at that. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. But I'll say this to camera because I think this will get a few of the hipsters uh, upset because I think that uh, there is an obsession with the Premier League not being the best league in the world. But I think it's very hard 
to be a world-class player outside of the Premier League now because it is the best league in the world. You've got the Rodries, you've got the Van Dykes, you've got you know Declan Rice, like Loz says. And I look at those players that are outside of the Premier League, Mbappe, Vinicius Jr., Jude Bellingham, the, the quality of those leagues are not of the level consistently that the Premier League is for, for you to be able to um, express and display those world-class tendencies. Um, so you end up with these exceptional talents like Bellingham, Mbappe and Vinicius Jr., who are obviously world-class. But the mass is in the Premier League because it is the best league in the world. And it's the best league in the world because it's the most competitive league in the world as well. So when you start mentioning the Declan Rices and the Salibas and people like that, I think you're absolutely spot on. And I think that, you know, it's almost a, as, as, as someone who's a slightly older, um, as, as all three of us are, we're all in our 30s. Mm. Um, we all look it. We, 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 you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, you wouldn't be in this position where you would say six, seven players are, are, are the best players in the world. And, and that's testament to what the Premier League is. Top, top 10 would be the El Clasico, wouldn't it? Yeah, from yeah, back yeah. in the day. It would so. be Barcelona, Real Madrid, and yeah. even Serie A if you're old enough. I do, I do think there were a lot of world class players. I just think, I think the systems were further ahead. I think where the tactical innovate or where the, like, it's not tactical innovation. It's where tactical innovation meets finance is where is in the Premier League. And that's where it's not that Girona aren't playing good football or that Real Madrid aren't playing, you know, they play very good football. It's just that there's not, like you said, there's A, not the comp competition, but there's also not the drive. Like Real Madrid really don't have to try as hard as Man City or no. Arsenal or Liverpool do to get to the top of their league. If Girona are the nearest challenging body to you, that's not the same yeah. in competition. Well, it's it's like Arsenal, isn't it? I mean, they lost to Porto this week. I think they'll win the home leg. But mm. I would say that Man City, Real Madrid are probably the two favourites I've seen so far. And then it's Arsenal. But Arsenal's big problem will be on a weekend, they're playing in a title race that's so competitive. Whereas they might come up against a PSG or an Inter Milan who've basically got their domestic league wrapped up in the quarterfinals of the Champions Milan League. Milan have that though, because Milan have genuinely put together a bit of a... Um, you know, a juggernaut as, mm. in terms of what they're doing. And tactically, I think um, Inzaghi's really done a good job there. I I just think that that's not as indicative of quality. That's more indicative of the system they've got yeah. than yeah. the actual quality within the site. I'm not putting any of those players down, but you know, <laughs> it's not no, the same. Does, yeah, definitely. It does get you there, doesn't it? I just think the Premier League at the moment, I was having this conversation. The Premier League is just, so, you know, if, if, if the Premier League is Mount Everest, then the next best league in Europe is just a two-story house. It's it's a long. Do you think long, it's that big of a drop? It's, it is a big, big, big difference. And what's the second best league in in the world? I Probably mean, La Liga. Although actually, I think Syria. Syria. If you speak close. to them lads in Saudi, they they're saying they're but these very good quality. <laughs> really? So, yeah. And yeah. how much do they pay to say that? Yeah. yeah. I, Germany have got a good argument right now, just purely because the Alonso taking on Bayern Munich thing, and I watch a, I you know I try and watch like two or three of those games a weekend or catch like forty five minutes. Generally, it's pretty entertaining football. I think it's between Serie A and Germany, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, Real Madrid are an entity onto themselves. I, I think it was always La Liga for a very, very long period of time. But I think it's, I think Serie A, I mean, I think Real Madrid are better than anything Serie A's got. Yeah. But beyond Real Madrid, I think if you combine the two leagues, Real Madrid would probably win it. And then you've probably got six or seven Italian clubs making up the rest of the 10. So yeah. I, I get that. And then if you were to put Bayern Munich, put Leverkusen in there, Dortmund probably. Mm. So that's actually a great Super League. Yeah, let's get it booked. Sure, really, yeah, yeah, that's that's the way to take on the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gen genuinely, if, yeah. If you can't take on the Premier League directly with finance, then just make your own league and exhaust yourselves elsewhere. <laughs> that might be the plan. The Championship? 
what about it? Would you add that into there? No. That's actually, you know, the thing is with the championship, so there was that graph that was out last season, by mm. the way. The graph, Mark, listen to the graph. The graph said um, that players that come in from the Bundesliga and players that come up from the championship perform almost exactly the same mm. in terms of output and, you know, goals and all those kind of things uh, relative to each other. So, you know, sending a player down or sending a player across to Bundesliga, there is a benefit to that. Mm. Look at Bellingham. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, but look at the championship this year. Like, you know, Sunderland at home to Newcastle, dreadful. West Brom at home to Wolves, dreadful. I mean, I think the championship is struggling, as we've seen with Sheffield United and Burnley. The gap, the Premier League is just, a, you know, as Lars says, it's the financial and coaching has just took it beyond La Liga, beyond Serie A, beyond the championship. The gap's getting bigger. You were, sorry, just to cut you off, Lars, I have to do this because Mark was piping up again on a very important issue again last night. Piping where, up. Where Luton Town were winning again, obviously against Liverpool for yeah. a brief moment. Mark was, oh, it's only Luton Town in that, you know, lower uppercase front. This guy, I've never seen a U-turn like it. He's like the conservative slash Labour government, whichever one you hate the most. He's U-turning on Luton Town will go down in, in the... But Luton have U-turned. Like they weren't, they weren't very. I told good you before. this back in September, they weren't very mate. Good before Christmas, I think they're a good watch now. I thought they were a good watch against United. I thought first half against Liverpool, they were a really good watch. They're not like your traditional Championship club that's like slow to the ball and you know very pragmatic. They're really, you know, you should they, they should have been line. eradicated from they're the Premier League. Energetic, eradicated. And energe well, they will be, but doesn't they mean they're not going to go putting a smile on our face. They might just they're about willingly going you know, to walk off the cliff. I'll tell you what, if they do go down, Rob Edwards, a man in demand. Ross Barkley. Yeah, oh, the manager. One of my sons of the scene. Well, Ralph Barkley was born him. in the wrong generation. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it, he was born immediately after Gerard and Lampard. And, or, you know, he came into that generation. Yeah. And so everyone went, oh, be like Gerard and Lampard. And they judged him by that as a metric. If he came through now, people would be going, oh, he's like Foden. He's like Bellingham. He's this kind of player. He's that kind of player. Because look at him. He basically runs the midfield for Luton. So glad you're here because if I spoke about Ross Bartley for more than 10 seconds, Mark would tell me to shut up and well, that, be that boring. Was a, that was a swift 10 seconds in which I put all of the great points <laughs> yeah. on. So. I often think I was born in the wrong country because if I was born in Gibraltar, yeah. I'd be an international. Jib. Mate, you would be... if you And you know what? You'll really like the people in Gibraltar. You, Why? Yeah, you know, king country. When we got in here, Mark did the national anthem. Oh, yeah. yeah I have to that's, do it every that's day. That's yeah. me, yeah. yeah that's yeah, yeah. me. He took his uh, detective jacket off. and yeah. Yeah, I, took a, I, I took a mandatory week off when the Queen died. Yeah. I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually lost his job and then started working there immediately after that. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Sam. E either or's. Did you say, come on, son? Yeah. I'm not Seth. Uh, yeah. Either or's. We're looking at Arsenal, Newcastle. Big game, really. Sort of sneaked up on us. Eight o'clock on a Saturday oh, night. Oh, and I live near Highbury, so that's going to be real bad if I want to late night. What are you going to do? you go out late night? It's, they're quite an affable crowd at Arsenal, aren't they? What, are you saying that if you saw someone on the street, you want out like a little ruck with an Arsenal fan? No, I just want a bit of peace and quiet in my flat. You should go viral. Go and find Robbie. Say, give me the mic. Oh, her out. Rubbish. But we're underachieving. I mean, they're at it on bloody... They're at, they're at it on Wednesday night. Get a job on Ollie Oaks. They've never gone north of the Watford Gap. I can't bloody understand it. You know, you oh, see that I, guy I, who was like, "Oh, we're going to demolish Porto tonight." Well, they do it on purpose, though. It's, yeah. it's a drop of a. Oh, I hope we don't, and then I can go go viral again. It's just look, Arsenal. Arsenal against Newcastle. I actually think is a really interesting game because Newcastle are so unpredictable. When they went to Villa and won, yeah. I couldn't, you know they they were brilliant that game, and then they don't win at home against Bournemouth. So. I think Arsenal kill them. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I think there's elements of that of just like <laughs> Sorry. I think it could be three 0 I don't know what Newcastle's injury issues It seems are. to change every week. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's absolute carnage for Goldbridge, isn't it? Because yeah. one week we're picking Cambridge. Wilson and Isaac, and it's like who's fit, who's not. Well, I picked Pedro for Brighton this week, and he's out for the season. So yeah. there you go. Never well. say never. Yeah. yeah, I haven't picked him though. No, um, no I, I think I'll go with Oz on that one. I think I think Arsenal have to win. It's you know earlier in the season. But Arsenal have to win, really and Newcastle's system season sort of drifting. I think they are, they are still in the FA Cup, which is midweek on Tuesday. So mm-hmm. actually, their priority is probably that. Do you think the FA Cups their only might be their only chance of Europe now, which is terrible for especially Newcastle. with Newcastle. It's like yeah. such a big thing up there, isn't it? Since, since they've actually won a trophy and like. With that squad, they would have a chance again. Lost their director of football to United as well. We've covered. You love saying that over and over and over again. I really enjoy your videos where you basically just keep saying they lost Dan Ashworth. Yeah. Also, it sounds a bit like a bit of turmoil between there was Sam from uh, the United Stand reporting it about the turmoil between maybe Eddie Howe and and the board and Dan Ashworth. So it's not all roses there. No. I still think Arsenal kill them. Yeah. But the main reason behind that is I think Arsenal are frustrated by the Porto thing. Newcastle won't play the same football as Porto. We'll underestimate Arsenal again. And then they'll just unleash and be extremely angry. There we go. Yeah, that's the real tightest game. I mean, uh, Man City go away to Bournemouth at 5.30, but that'll be... uh... I'd I'd love Bournemouth to do something, but again, Man City have to win it. It's at that point of the season where I think it kicks in like it did with Liverpool in the second half against Luton. Start of the season around autumn, that could have ended in a draw. But, you know, Klopp's got the players at half-time doing the conga and it's like, let's get out there. because, And that's why Arsenal will probably beat Newcastle and that's why Man City will beat Bournemouth because they know you can't... The, the, the first one to lose is probably going to... Do you play fantasy football, Lars? Uh, no, I don't because, oh. um, I, yeah, I've just got other things that I have to do. Um, Did you play your triple captain? No. Nope. Good, same here. Oh, and you only got one goal. Yeah, so I think we've done well there, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Liverpool conceded, sorry. Would have been a week to do it though. Would have been, yeah. And I was going to do it, but I missed the deadline. Are you still saving it? Still saving it. Not what by a, choice. What about the Carabao Cup then? I, I don't think I can do fantasy football for the Carabao Cup. No, who, who's going to win? Um, You've got to go. Obviously, Liverpool. I've got to say Liverpool. Uh, I, think, I think Chelsea are going to win it. So I think Chelsea are probably going to look at the Liverpool team sheet and go, this is our best opportunity to win it. Mm. Because they'll see, I mean, I think they'll see a few names coming back, but they will also see that Liverpool... They're depleted, should we put it that way? Um, I would almost rather not rush people back. I'd rather start a back line of... Where, where was Salah against Luton? Is he injured he's, again? He's had like some uh, cramping. Yeah. And I think they've just kept him out for that reason. Mm. I think Harvey Elliott actually did a really good job in the mm. game. He was probably Liverpool's man of the match, if not one of the top three players on the field outside of Endo. So I I think the key for me is not so much... Reading Liverpool in terms of the starting 11 is probably a bit of a useless uh, exercise this season. You need to look at whether Endo's in the team and who are the people who complement him in midfield. If Liverpool win the midfield battle, I think we've got the people who can finish. Um, It's it's really about which Chelsea turn up. Yeah, I I think I'd go Chelsea will because... Just or like by a margin? uh, I just think that having a week off and they do play better against teams that are better than them. And Liverpool have this tendency to play a high line, which cost them at the Emirates. And I think it just suits Liverpool. Chelsea at the moment, their best players against Man City were De Sarsi, their defenders, and then Conor Gallagher, and mm. then the break. And I think that sort of will be relevant at Wembley. Um, I can see Liverpool having a lot of possession and Chelsea just hitting on the break. And yeah, I think also the fact that Liverpool are playing a lot of games and they don't have people fit at the moment. So yeah, I, I just fancy maybe, maybe, maybe penalties or something, but I, I think Chelsea... 
I mean, I'll be probably completely wrong, but I think I'm going to go Chelsea, yeah. That last Liverpool-Chelsea-Carabao Cup final, I'll go down on record saying the greatest nil-nil of all time. Do you remember? There was about four disallowed VAR decisions. I think it, it was chances. annoying, though. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't think it was a, I didn't think it was great quality, but I think in terms of, like, flashpoints, yeah. I agree. It was, I, was having to, I was at the game, and I was having to text my mates, because obviously VAR in the stadium, right. you're just absolutely clueless, aren't you? Yeah. The well, game anymore, it's, but yeah. The, yeah, the game itself, I would probably... I'm going to go Liverpool, and I just hope it's not one of them... Nervy crap finals. Are you two both going together? Are you going in Mark's box? To get Mark out of a a Carabao Cup final watch along would take some serious money. Money? Money. It's not the the money. It's the the creative. Sorry, money and the creative. I want to be doing the team talk for Chelsea. Oh, have a box to do a watch along in. Live. That's good. I don't understand why you don't do a watch along live inside the stadium. Uh, Technically, that's live commentary. But if anyone ever was to do that, we can do it. It just might be national league level. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd he'd never sink to that. Never say never. Watch this space. Watch this space. He'd never sink to that. Is what he's, yeah. Right. It's time for Goldbridge. What's the scores on the doors, Will? Because I don't even know what I got last week and I bet you've not done the research. Yeah, obviously have, Mark. That's okay. my job. Um, we're out of graphic designer at the moment, so it's uh, it's very hard. So I'm having to actually listen back to what I've said, which oh. really hurts Still me. Still listen. Great. Counts yeah. as a listen. Um, do it quite a few times. Mm, get it up the charge. the MP3 on his laptop, though. Didn't yeah. even download it from Spotify. Just <sighs> just go on the, tra- the, uh, the transcripts and go straight to it. Mark 34, Will 31 was the score going into the week. Good. Um, Mark got a point for Ivan Tony, Trossard, and two for his good mate Rasmus Hoyland. So got four. You got four. That's one of my best weeks. Steady though. Don't get too excited. Oh. Martin Odegaard for me. Carlton Morris, old faithful and reliable. Nunes and Saliba. No, I've done that wrong. Sorry. I just okay. got three. Ah, so okay. you still lost. I give myself a point for Saliba. Why? Exactly. Good exactly. point. Cheap. So it's Mark thirty-eight. You, me thirty-four. So it's a big gap, and but, it's, a, it's a big, 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 big four. So you're saying is, four points is a big gap? Seems insurmountable. Should probably just give up. Well, mm. the, the the forfeit's really embarrassing. So and it sort of needs Mark to lose. So then if we, but there is also a stewards investigation going on at the moment. We might be bringing you an extra layer to Goldbridge, and yeah. the person that's sorting that out has messaged me with a few different uh, sort of ways that the season's panned out and I might have missed some points but that's going to an independent review at the moment really and we will come back with that later Everton wow. more as, more as we get to your ineptitude is under investigation yes is what you're saying. okay exactly, yeah. wow okay let's go for our five goal scorers this week do you want to go first because you're losing yeah I'm going to go for Evan Ferguson to score for Brighton when they take on Everton at home Funnily enough, I've stuck with that game and I've gone for Danny Welbeck to score against Everton for Brighton. The only one I knew was actually United. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a thing going on here. Uh, next for me, we are going across to Bournemouth. Only 10,000 will be there. One of them will be Kevin De Bruyne. See, he's going for City players. I don't yeah. mind that. Yeah, but it's a bit easy, isn't it? Yeah, a bit no, easy. I've got what, what, Listen to my next one. I'm going to go for Crystal Palace at home to Burnley. Wow. Mateta. Wow. Okay. That's, I didn't see that coming. That's an, this, uh, that this is, is masterful gold bridge. This is why I'm winning. I mean, brilliant. This, this guy came on the podcast last week and he went, I'm going niche. I'm going for Ivan Tony. Wow. Oh, well, one of the po- um, number three for me. I saved my niche ones just so you think you've won. Uh, I'm going to go for Pedro Neto to score for Wolverhampton wow. Wanderers against Sheffield United. What a return. I've also gone with a Wolverhampton player. Yeah. I've gone with Wang Hee Chan, who is playing against Sheffield United. That is brilliant. No, he because, always does that loss. Because he's po- I know, but he's popular enough that other people listening to the podcast to go, I would have done that too. Mm. That's brilliant podcast. It's just natural. That's natural. That's Here's incredible. my niche shout then. Fulham 
Didn't you say the other one was niche? No, well, no. yeah, it gets real niche. Right. Fulham away at Manchester United. I've gone for Rodrigo Muniz. Who scored about 20 goals in his last two games. Niche. Oh, it's really niche. 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 Really niche. What are you going to have on Saturday night? An Indian takeaway? Yeah. Oh, you're so niche. niche. Yeah, well, if I have a couple of Pecoras on there, it makes it niche. I'm yeah. going Ganacho. Oh, that is quite niche. The what? That no, is quite niche. Don't back him up, last. Super yeah. niche. You sat on this side of the That's table. An excellent return from Fed. Well, I'm going to bloody Crystal Palace, then you tit, and I'm going for Jordan Ayu. He's made that up. I'm Ooh. not. Count down on my no, Google Doc. You can check, check last edited. It does. It, it does say that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go Arsenal against Newcastle, and I'm going to go Martinelli. Oh, I love it. I love uh, it. No wonder why you're backing about the setup. That's lovely. Mm. That is Goldbridge. That's gold. That's it's, beautifully it's played. It's not over yet. Yeah. Goal, goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. I've gone really niche. This young lad plays for Man City. Brazilian called Ederson. Oh, boring. He needs that the points. Yeah. He needs the points. To be fair, that's a real banker. Also, that's... we need you to lose the forfeit because that's where the views are. Oh, right. I'm going to go. Well, I probably should have, shouldn't have done this because this will be a clean sheet. He's at home to Sheffield United, and his name is Saar. Okay, what's your defender? Dunk. Ooh. You love a dunk, don't yeah. you? I, I've not. I've not had a goal-scoring defender yet. Um, I've gone I think for, he scored last week, didn't he? Or he got an assist? I've gone really niche and I've gone for Gabriel. <laughs> most deadly from set pieces, Arsenal. So Arsenal basically really most of your picks are really obvious. One. Yeah. De Bruyne, De Bruyne, Edison, Gabriel. Yeah. You, that is very much like, who was the Spanish guy that used to, Rafa Nadal. Yeah. Always the obvious shot yeah. and well. very rarely the finesse on it. More of a Roger Federer. No, you don't yeah. see it coming. Mark's more Jamie Murray. If I'm I to say Jamie Murray? <laughs> yeah. He follows me on Twitter. Oh, go we'll get him on. Do you want to come on, Jamie? You're more than welcome. Tell cool. us some stories about Andy. Goldbridge yeah. shaves tennis. Yeah. Jamie, do you have Andy's number? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Jamie, it's Mark. Uh, yeah. just or, if your you had or your mum. Yeah. 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 She, she, to be fair, she... Uh, She'd put Ruby him in his face. Got, She'd sort him out. I don't know what his name is. Her name is... She's got a... You might date her. She's Amanda. about the same age. <laughs> <laughs> that is niche. Okay. I'm married. Right, yeah. Good point. Oh, um, well, anyway, so. make yeah. sure you get your comments in. We've had lots to discuss there. Lots, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I liked commentating your little back and forth between the two. It I worked. listened to this while I shave. It worked. Oh. It three well, you're doing it, a good job of shaving. Well, you've not seen, but fair enough. <laughs> Um, just as a shout out next week, we've got uh, a video going out on my channel with Loz where he talks about his fall off. <laughs> yeah. From the kickoff. You've really got to stop doing this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do. Yeah. First time I've... Uh, uh, trusted anyone to talk about it so yeah. thanks for having me on the show no I thought it's a really good video so I'm really excited for that to come out next week um, and Will yeah what are you doing anything uh, we've got some exciting things out some more EFL challenges some more interviews coming up we got uh, I'm going to the cup final but probably just going for fun now so I'll both let you know about it final. We're, yeah. both going to, we're both going to the cup final well we're both going yeah, yeah. we both warranted a brand say come on in there the water's go. warm. I'll just piggybacked on you like I'll probably do for the next... You two are the sort of scum that I will be calling out on Saturday, on Sunday. Well, afternoon. he's a Liverpool fan. I'm a Liverpool Get, fan. I'll, yeah, but I'll be saying, look at them in the corporate brand bits. Oh, I don't know if mine are corporate tickets yet. Oh, I don't, they might yeah. be, they might, they might just be free tickets that yeah. I, I got from it. So is that look okay? Look at them doing little vlogs of themselves in the corporate What's brand What's up, guys? Bit. It's Will back. You won't believe the starter I'm having today with this lovely three-course They don't meal. know what it's like to get up at six o'clock in the morning and I travel. I do. I do. To get, to get across to Wembley from East London is a long way. The thing is, the problem for me is I'm going to be in the Chelsea bit, I think. Oh, don't shout that out, loud. I, I might know. have to cut your hair. You won't, no, go, well, you won't go in a kit anyway. To wrap it all up, put it under a hat. No one knows who I am anymore because I fell off. So. I was going to say, no one's going to know you're a Liverpool fan anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's they'll not just, a big problem. They'll just think you're from go, Is that Rory? And I'll go, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> and then just, yeah, no problem. 
Lovely stuff. <laughs> great, great, great content. Make sure you give us a follow and get your comments in. Lots to get in on there. Phil Foden doesn't start for Arsenal and world-class players and uh, lots of other stuff. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. No, thank you. Let's talk to you. Speak to you later. Thank you.